Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Wednesday, it's 2 o'clock, it's time for stoppage time. We've got a lot of Atlanta United stuff to talk about, and I'm curious to see what you guys want to talk about out there. Is it the Chattanooga game? Is it transfer watch? Because one move actually seems to be further along now, but both moves that have been talked about seem to be in the final stages. Uh, do you want to talk about the games that Atlanta United will be playing down in Mexico against Atlante and Cruz Azul? You want to talk MLS season pass? That's active now. Whatever you want to get into, that's what stoppage time is all about. So, Rian, Abram watch, Yakamakis watch, both. both. Is the Abram watch like over watch phase now to the point of like we think it's done like where are we going with all this because i'm having trouble sorting it all out it sounds like now yakimaka's watch might be like back on to watch phase after maybe we thought that was done now we have like the aruju i don't know if that's a watch or what's going on there like this has been (laughs) all silly seasons are silly yeah we're not even done yet being silly Right. I, I mean, it, just because Europe's done doesn't mean that other parts of the world aren't. Um, this is one of the sillier, silly seasons I can remember. And everything always goes down to the wire. Like, the, none of that is unusual. But um, the the kind of herky-jerky nature of, yeah, it's on. No, it might not be on. Yeah, it's back on again. That, to me, has been very, very wild. Yeah, uh, it's all gone along. Yeah, I, I think it's been a little different. Um, they're all different things. The the three big ones right now, which is Yorgos Yakimakis coming in, Luis Abram coming in, and Luis Araujo being rumored to be at least desired in other places, or he's interested in potentially going back to Brazil, depending on on who's reporting it. I, I think. The commonality between the three is Atlanta United is dealing with different places in terms of the way things are reported than the norm. You know, in Argentina, we kind of know how things are going to go. We kind of know how things are going to get talked about and how things are going to get leaked out or whatever. 
in Greece slash Scotland when it comes to, to Yakamakis and Celtic. That one's a little more complicated. When it comes to Abram, where you're talking about Peru, you're talking about a little bit of Mexico because he spent time at Cruz Azul last year on loan. Spain, that one's a little more complicated. And then the Brazilian media is its own animal entirely when it comes to Luis Araujo. Let's let's work backwards because the Araujo one is the one that we probably know the least about publicly um, and, and from the credibility of, of who's talking right now. Goal.com did have a report, which is a little bit higher level than than previous conversations had been around Araujo. I did talk to a friend who used to work in Atlanta, who is in Brazil, about this when the first set of rumors started. And this was, what, maybe two, three weeks ago? It was a, a while back. And he hadn't heard anything credible. He was seeing the same things that we were that were kind of second or third hand they felt like i don't think anything's really changed but could a brazilian club come in for luis Araujo? yes the brazilian window is open through early april so it's possible and if the money is right for him and for the club sure things can happen that's welcome to the, the soccer world we're seeing that with clubs around the world we're seeing that that's just the business so could an offer be made that is too good to pass up, whether it's for him or for the club? Absolutely. But I don't think we're anywhere near that stage yet when it comes yeah. to Luis Adarujo. Yakamakis yeah. went from being pretty much done to then not happening to done. And now it sounds like it's very close to being done, according to all kinds of different reports. Uh, the window incoming in Europe has closed. The major European leagues, Turkey's still open. Luckily, Atlanta United doesn't have any incomings or outgoings dealing with Turkish players right now because that would be a whole nother crazy <laughs> set of reporting. Um, but when it comes to Yakimakis, Celtic did already go out and get another forward. So the idea of, well, they couldn't replace him if they sold him now, that they did that preemptively. That's done. So my guess is that one happens. I think the need is there. The Everything matches up. All the reporting that this is where Yorgos Yakamakis wanted to come to play, it, I think that one's going to happen. I don't know what the final you know, I's being dotted and T's being crossed looks like in terms of contracts and transfers, but sounds like that one is just, to happen and Luis Abram, it kind of sounds that way too um and this reporting has been what really from today and maybe last night a little bit in that it's it's ready to go I don't know with Abram if he comes in and is immediately penciled in as a starter I think he provides uh competition for the second center back spot alongside Miles Robinson um, and rotation possibilities as well. You know, that that's definitely something that'll happen. I, I think it's a, a move that Atlanta United needed to make. Whether it's somebody who comes in and starts over Juanjo Parata or pushes Juanjo Parata or doesn't start but is the third center back and gets plenty of time. I think you needed one more experienced center back, and Abram is that. Atlanta will want to get Abram back to where he was at Velez, where he was at his best. Um, went to Went to Spain didn't get a ton of time spent last year on loan at Cruz Azul played 38 games in all competitions played a lot was solid wasn't as good as he was at Velez 
when he really came to the fore. So you want to get him back to that level. But he's a left-footed center back, and these are always good things to have. And having somebody who is a proven international like Abram is a great addition if you can get that one done too. I think those two are going to happen. I just don't know what the timelines look like. I have a hot take for you then. Uh Uh-oh. Because, you know, everyone's been talking about just all of these departing players and uh, how thin Atlanta United's going to be. And and I've even said, like, the depth is a concern. But uh, I'll give you a little bit of a hot take. If the Abram thing actually does go down, Atlanta United enters 2023 deeper at center back than they were at the start of 2022, Mm -hmm. 2021, and maybe 2020. I mean, yeah. if Miles, Parata, Abram, and Cobb, I think that's as deep as you have been at center back since Michael Parkhurst was still here. When it was Parkhurst and Miles and LGP, uh, and then who would have been fourth in that mix in 2019? I, I guess um, Escobar, kind of, kind of. Um, but it, but my point still remains. Yeah. Like, I, I think you are, and, and and I, you know, assuming Abram's not done, I still feel that Atlanta United needs to sign another center back just one. to get the depth complete. Yep. But I feel really, really good going into a season with Noah Cobb as potentially your fourth center back compared to, like, an Alex DeJohn um, or uh, an Efren Morales or a Lawrence Wyke. You know, uh, Atlanta United's had to do that in the last couple of years. So just just a little hot take, you know, and, and this doesn't solve the, the center forward depth question. It doesn't solve the depth question that might still exist in the midfield, maybe. But mm-hmm. center back, I, I would feel really, really good with that quartet going into a season. I don't know why there's a narrative about center central midfield depth. I don't think it's an issue. Um, I think you need to get everybody healthy that's in that's under contract in that spot. Right. And that's, you know, Zvaldo Alonso being a big part of it, getting a Mercedes back into to preseason action, these sorts of things. Yes. Getting Tiago Mata back into preseason action. Yes. But you have a lot of different players there. I'm, I'm not as worried there. You mentioned Efrain Morales. He is somebody who I think can factor in at the MLS level this year uh, in a rotational kind of situation. And that could be as a six. That could be as a center back. Um, the time with Bolivia's U20s will help him a good bit. I thought he really matured a good bit last season with Atlanta United, too, and started to show more of why he was signed at such a young age. And I think he's also maybe possibly finally stopped growing. So <laughs> the the injury issues for him have, have lessened. That was a big part of kind of the, the stop-start nature with him for a couple of years there. But, yes, yeah, center forward, you're going to need one more. Um, I do think Jackson Conway will be in the conversation to get more minutes at the MLS level this season. For sure, he's earned it with his play. I thought he did a lot of good things in Chattanooga. We talked about that on the full-time report. I talked about it on Atlanta Soccer tonight. Um, But you're going to need one more, and that could be somebody from around the league, a veteran who can come in and provide that extra depth and maybe give you something different than Yakimakis and Conway. Maybe it's a smaller, faster center forward who gives you a little bit different look agreed agreed i you know we were talking about this a little bit off the air on saturday i do wonder if there is a center forward out there maybe a veteran 
maybe someone, quite frankly, like a Dwyer, like a Dom Dwyer, someone who's been around the league, who you're not necessarily needing to start, but someone who could give you that second striker off the bench in the final 20 minutes and is a proven goal scorer in this league. Someone like a, uh, I think we've talked about Will Bruin. I, I don't know if that's realistic or not. He's but, training with Austin, we have learned over the past few days. But someone like that, like Ola Kamara, as Ricky Ricardo suggests in the Twitch pitch. Yeah, it's someone like that. It's a tough I, balance to hit because you're looking for somebody and I think Bruin is closer to it than Kamara because my assumption I could be wrong here is that Ola Kamara would feel like he can still start for a lot of teams if you have Yorgos Yakamakis that's your starter he is your starter he's going to start the majority of the games and you need somebody who is maybe a little more accepting and understanding mm-hmm. of being the number two and knowing where they can fit in and help the team. I thought Dwyer did a great job of that last year. So you're looking for somebody with that mindset and that's not an easy one to find. You know, it's, it's tough to find quality number twos at a lot of different positions. And it, it's just, it's a mindset thing. It's an experience thing. Or then you're going young, but I think you've already got the young side of it with Conway, the young, hungry type. You need the experienced. And in my opinion, I think you need somebody who's different than Yakimakis and Conway. Again, assuming Yorgos Yakimakis gets done, which all of the reporting looks like it's it's uh, on the cards to be happening soon. Marcus Nagelstad. Yeah, he's a little more of the, the Yakimakis-Conway mold than I'd like, but... Yeah, it, that's that's the flip side. And that's the other one that we do have to keep in mind. And Atlanta's made that move before internally mm-hmm. with a Lawrence mm-hmm. White getting called up, with a, a Jack Gurr getting called up and providing that extra depth out of Atlanta United too. Not a homegrown, but somebody who is, is a lower division player who is ready to make that jump up. Nagelstad, in my opinion, and the second goal that he scored, I thought showed it. He's a poacher. He's a finisher. He's, I mean, that, that goal is not easy for him to, to put away. He had a tough angle. He had to get it under control in a crowded 18. And it's a good goal. He's a proven goal scorer at the third division level. Can that show in terms of a backup role at MLS? You know, it's not, I, I don't think it's 100% likely, but as a reserve and somebody that could grow into more, possibly. Yeah, sure. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, speaking of Nagelstad, do you want to talk a little bit about the Chattanooga friendly? We had a great time up there, by the way. I, I know a lot of people who went caught us at Bucky's after the yes. match. That was really cool. We had, yeah. we had a good time. But, you know, we should never take for granted the support that Atlanta United gets for a friendly in January against Anissa side two hours away from downtown Atlanta. That's That was remarkable. In fact, the crowd that they had at Finley Stadium, I think I saw, was the largest soccer crowd they have had since the last time Atlanta United was there in 2017. So, and uh, Chattanooga supporters showed out, it, it showed up as well. I, I don't want to downplay that, but I do think it was close to a 50-50 Chattanooga. Yeah, 50 to is about where I was. So if that's the case, that's about 3,500 to 4,000 people who made the trip up I-75, and, and that was awesome. What do we get at Bucky's? Uh, I got the Bucky's club and I don't think I'll do that again. Um, mm. Like I, I got really excited w- because like, you know, you're either in the mood for brisket or you're not, you're either in the mood for pulled pork or you're not. I wasn't really in the mood for a barbecue food. So I got the Bucky's club, which was supposed to be Turkey and um, some other cold cut, I think ham. Okay. Uh, and then like a spicy mayo and a pesto, like a, a tomato mm-hmm. pesto. I thought, okay, that, that sounds really good. Actually. It was really spicy ah. and it was hot in temperature. Uh, so, uh, that was a little bit of a bummer. The other thing we couldn't locate was the Bucky saltines. Yeah. No it, idea where they were hiding those. Yeah. But in my desk drawer over here, I have a, a whole cache of, or cash of uh, jerky and trail mix and, um beaver nuggets and overbites and all that stuff so it, it was it was a, a profitable trip but anyhow um look it, you know i got the question on tuesday when i was on with john and hugh i got the question from mike bell on monday um you know three three draw to anisa side what the heck happened and what i've been trying to emphasize to everyone is I mean, you tell me, Jason, how many of those first group players had played more than 30 minutes since October? Uh, the first group players that we oh, saw on um, Saturday. I don't think any. Right now, it's about building a base of fitness more than anything else. Now, what would concern me a little bit is if Chattanooga were less fit than you, and you saw what you saw at the end of the first half. That would concern me a little bit, but I don't know if that's the case or not. Yeah, maybe a little. Um, it's it's a little different when you're talking about some of the lower division players that, that Chattanooga played. You also have the factor of, of some guys trying to earn professional contracts and showing out against a bigger team, so that's a big motivating factor. Some of those guys might play in more of your local leagues as well in the offseason to stay fit. Your, your MLS guys are not doing that. It's not about, I mean, I said it all last week. I'm still saying it because nothing changed because of the result. The result doesn't matter. 
Um, there's good things about the game from Saturday. There's bad things about the game from Saturday. Uh, the goals don't tell the whole story. And right. in, in preseason, you have to keep that in mind because the second Atlanta United goal is a little fluky. The first Chattanooga goal is very fluky, an individual mistake from Brad Kazan that you just don't expect. The second goal was a little chaotic for Chattanooga in all of the, the cross comes in. It's half cleared, clearance block, shot block. It's all over the place. Nagelstad then puts it away with a good, a good finish. The third Chattanooga goal did come against tired legs, just like the third Atlanta goal came against tired legs. Um, both very different in their construction, but both did come late in the half against tired legs. I thought the legs went for really for both teams around the 30 30 to 35 minute mark. Um, second 45 looked really good for Atlanta. I thought the young players not just played well, but were well organized and understanding the way that Gonzalo Pineda set them up to play. Um, you know, it, it's game one. There's work to do. I don't really remember a whole lot of details from the Atlanta United match against the Georgia Revolution last year, which is roughly the same spot in the preseason calendar. I don't remember a whole lot of details about that, about how things happened. I don't remember a whole lot of details about preseason games from 21, 20, 19, 18, 17. Yeah, I'm getting old, but the point is it doesn't really matter. Right. It's about what happens from here all the way through to game one to be prepared when the results do matter. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I do remember maybe a, a teeny bit more about some of these preseason fixtures, even though they really don't matter. I do remember in 2018, um, you know, very, very poor field conditions in Nashville. But I do remember that for about 60 to 70 minutes, that game was a stalemate between Atlanta United and Nashville. First preseason fixture for both. Field was terrible, so that was part of it. Um 2019, I don't remember a whole lot about that. I know they, they spent a lot of time out in L.A. They, they played at LAFC. 2020, I remember the Birmingham um, uh, friendly. And that was, a, you know, we forget. That was Mateus Ozetu scoring at the death to save uh, Atlanta United from playing to a draw that day. Um, so I think there is some history. Uh, the Georgia Revolution in 2022, I do remember Atlanta United Absolutely dominated that match. Completely dominated from start to finish. For what it's worth, I do remember that. But, um, you know, more often than not, these first preseason friendlies have not really produced dominant Atlanta United performances. They're not supposed uh, to. I mean, they're, they're honestly, like, that's not the goal. Um, I guess the, 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 the point that, that I was really trying to make is not so much remembering the details of the game and, and who did what, but how that game impacted directly game one of the regular season or mm -hmm. in previous cases, game one of CONCACAF Champions League. I don't think it's a, a direct correlation. I think it is a situation where you are implementing a very basic game plan. There are things you are working on, and there are things that Atlanta United did really well at times. I thought defensively in terms of organization, there were things that were really good. I like the way that they... They really trapped in the middle third. I liked how they broke up the play there. I didn't like the second goal, how they didn't find a way to clear it. The first goal is a wash. I mean, it's just, it's a weird one. Um, don't like seeing two players get beat on the third goal. 
um, again, but tired legs. The question more is not Gutman getting beat in the 1v1. I can chalk that one up to tired legs, okay? It was Parata's positioning in that because he got caught in no man's land between helping in the middle on a cross and actually double teaming Rodriguez, which he didn't really do either. That's more of the issue. But like I said on the full-time report, I think you need these games under your belt. You need these moments under your belt to be able to sit down and say, don't do that. Do this. Okay, now here's where we are. And this week in training, before we get ready for Atlante on the weekend, this is what we're going to work on to progress. Because it's about progression in preseason. Fitness-wise, but also style of play and individual tactics. You're not going into this Chattanooga game and saying, how's Chattanooga good? How can we take that away? How can we exploit it? You don't care. You're worried about yourself. You're worried about what you do. You're creating the building blocks to the way that you're going to play and the way you're going to be able to play 90 minutes in terms of fitness. Yeah, yeah. And look, I I think, again, because the sample size is so small, it is very, very tempting to overreact to anything. Um, <laughs> Anybody it, who overreacts to preseason is looking for something to overreact well, to. I'm but, sorry. But, but let, let, let's look at tangibles for a second. Did anyone get hurt? No. Not that I'm aware of. That, that, is, abs- that is absolutely the goal in any preseason friendly is to not get anyone hurt. Did any side get run out of the park? No, um, you know, did, did anyone, uh, uh, Brad had a colossal error that produced a goal, but did anyone look completely out of shape, out of form, you know, playing hurt, something like that? No, I, I didn't detect any of that. No. So I, I'm not alarmed by anything that I saw on Saturday. It, I mean, yeah, I, I'm an Atlanta United announcer. I'm also a fan. I want to see them go in and dominate. Chattanooga I want to see them win eight nil I want to see a goalie I want to see him play perfectly but yeah you have to remember where they are right now uh they're a couple weeks into a training camp that is about building a, a base of fitness and look I think there's one other thing that really has not been talked about a whole lot yet uh but hearing Pineda after the match kind of brought me back to this and it's something I didn't really consider during the course of the match I really do think the tragedy with Anton walks has been very, very disruptive for this team and to its training camp. Uh, And in the week of training leading up to the the fixture in Chattanooga, um, I want to say they either did not train or had to modify their training on Tuesday. So a lot of members of the team could go up to Charlotte to be a part of the walks Memorial. Uh, It's had a very, very profound emotional effect on this team. And I think we forget that sometimes, that these guys are human beings. And they've been through a very, very emotionally taxing, trying week and a half to two weeks. So I I just, I I want everything to be considered when we're evaluating what we saw on Saturday. Uh, Not trying to make excuses, not trying to defend anything, just trying to give you an honest observation of what I saw. Far from perfect. This team's not ready yet. But they're not supposed to be ready on January. No 25th. team is. No team is ready right yeah, now. Right. That's that's not how anybody's built. I mean, Seattle is the team that needs to be the most ready because they have a competitive game on the weekend in the FIFA Club World Cup. 
Right. And they're not ready. You can't expect them to be midseason form because they're not in midseason. That, that's just how it is. Again, like I said, I mean, if if you're looking to get angry or outraged or or trying to read a whole lot into a preseason game, you're looking too hard. It's it's right. just a fact. And that's that's not even a, a Atlanta United thing. It's the same with the Falcons in game one of preseason. It's the same mm-hmm. with the Hawks in game one of preseason. It's the same with the Braves in game one of spring training. It's preseason for a reason. It is about building to the season, not winning preseason games. That's you're not making subs to win that game. You're you're not <laughs> thinking about tactically. Oh, we can really pick on their right back. You're not. That's not how you're built. It's about this is what this is where we're at. This is what we can do fitness wise, and this is what we're going to do to start planting the seeds of how we will play down the line. That's it. It's that simple. Do you want to take a couple really quick ones on the Twitch yeah, sure. page? We should do this really quickly. We only have about three minutes left. Yep. Uh, Tom Russo uh, on the R. Ruju rumors, uh, he said he thought that R. Ruju was all fired up to have a bounce back season. So these these rumors are weird to Tom. Is this some kind of indication that maybe he's not on the same page with Pineda? No, it's a rumor. A- again, you can't take every rumor at face value because somebody said that he – said something or feels something or wants something doesn't mean he said it so like i don't know i'm i don't know where they're coming from they're not coming from uh the most reputable of places the goal.com report really just recycled what had been said previously so i don't know and you can have both honestly i mean if if you want to get into the hypothetical of is it true he can absolutely be bought into having a great year here, but if the opportunity comes where somebody's going to double a salary or whatever, and he gets to go back to his home country, then that changes the the conversation a bit. So it just it is what it is, but it's all rumor and conjecture at this point. There's really nothing concrete to go on at this time. Right. Uh, soccer for good uh, wants to know: if, Is there any information about a replacement manager for Jack Carlson? Uh, excuse me, not Carlson. Collison, Jack Collison. Not yet. I have not heard. Um, My understanding is that the second team players, a lot of them have obviously played and and trained with the first team so far. Um, So they're, they're training with the the staff. The Academy staff is involved when they do have training separate. Um, The second team players who didn't make the trip to Mexico. And I know quite a few did. You've seen them in the Instagram posts that players have made and, the team has made um i would assume they're training with the academy staff so i don't know if that replacement is going to come internally from the academy staff or if it's going to be somebody coming in from the outside but next pro hasn't announced the schedule yet either when it comes to that so my guess is you're probably about six weeks away i would assume next pro will start mid-march so you're you're not quite to where you're starting to think about a dedicated preseason for that group that the ones that don't continue on with the first team for the rest of preseason. Christopher Abel wants to know if we think that Seattle can win on the weekend. Yes. Um, they will play the winner of the match going on right now. Al Akli and Auckland city. It's scoreless in the 30th minute. Um, yeah, I think Seattle can beat either one of those teams again, but Seattle's not in anything resembling midseason form. So it's a complete unknown when it comes to how sharp Seattle will be and how much fitness they're going to have. 
my my guess is if you're Brian Schmetzer, you've had to somewhat sacrifice working on style of play and tactics to build fitness because you're going to have to lean on guys knowing how you want to play who have been there before, who, who understand Schmetzer's ways, lean on that and just get guys as fit as they possibly can be to play a competitive match. So it's not going to look its best. You're going to be looking at the individuals to get you over the hump, but I think Seattle has more talent than Alakli in Auckland City. Uh, and they're going they're playing today. They're going to have to turn around and play again on Saturday. By the way, I love this combo bowl CONCACAF Super Cup uh, that's in the offing. It's going to be really tough to qualify for as a CONCACAF side if you Top think of that. Yeah, you got to get to the final of the, the Champions League, I would assume. That, that's my yeah. guess. They haven't announced that yet. Because it's two from CONCACAF, two from combo bowl. And I think they said that the qualification would come from existing competitions it's only the uh, champions so, league yeah they don't right. like the the interesting one the reason i think why they had to be a little vague is conma ball could go with the winner of the libertadores and the winner of the sudamericana which right. is the equivalent of the europa league Concacaf doesn't have that second tier tournament yet yet being the key word i, I they should if there's money to be made there go for it uh more games getting inter- more teams getting international competition is a good thing but my guess is it will be the the two finalists from the CONCACAF Champions League and then either the winners of the CONCACAF competitions or the finalists of the Libertadores. Okay, uh, we are out of time. We will be back, though, next Wednesday at 2 p.m. This will be one week closer to the start of the MLS season. We'll be one week away from the AmFam Cup as well. That is two weeks from today, if you can believe it. Uh, hard to imagine. We're in February now, and there are going to be MLS matches played this month. But here we are. And if you haven't checked out the content on Apple yet, uh, you don't even need to sign up yet for Season Pass. You can just go into the individual team pages, uh, and there there's some content already there. And some of it's really good. It, yeah, it, it, there is some new stuff in there. There is some new original content. To be fair, there is a lot of not very new content there as well. But there is a lot of so, or excuse me, some new content that I think is very much uh, worth your time. And you don't have to sign up for Season Pass to see that. You do need to sign up for Season Pass uh, to get the actual matches. So, And I believe if you're like me and you don't have season tickets because you have to work at the games, I think they have a deal right now where you can sign up for the whole season for 79 bucks. If you're uh, an Apple TV subscriber already. Which I am. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm love... not at 99 because I love Ted Lasso. So um, <laughs> check it out. It, it, it does look good. But Jason and I will be back next Wednesday, 2 p.m. for another edition of Stoppage Time here on Twitch and the 92.9 The Game Facebook page. Adios, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.